another episode of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We're your hosts, Sam Collier and Sarah Cho, and uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. We took a little break um, for a couple months. <laughs> I know you couldn't notice because we're so on top of our show. We're uh, so we're... on top of things that we recorded all those episodes in advance. Yes, we are such forward thinkers. Um, <laughs> and so this is, we just want to check in uh, what we've been up to and and yeah um sam i think you were in mexico or vermont were you (laughs) one of the two um yeah i did a an immersive spanish language program in the great spanish-speaking state of vermont Um, and I have to say, if you want to learn a language, immersing yourself in the language, that's the way to go a hundred percent. It was amazing. I'm yeah. so incredibly fortunate to have had this opportunity and yeah, it was seven weeks of not speaking any English except yeah. to my dad when I called him on the phone. But other um, than that, yeah, it was like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yeah. only Spanish. Yeah, you were texting us in Spanish, and I, I was. <laughs> had to keep pulling up Google Translate, and I'm like, "What is she saying this time?" Like, uh, what? <laughs> you're such a good friend. Oh, yeah, I try. Some um, of my other friends just told me to stop texting them, so I really appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate really? Yep, it's true. That's funny. Uh, well, that sounds fun. You're out in Vermont learning Spanish. The, I just, just want to say, of- I love Vermont. I know oh. I've said this before, but it's so beautiful. Oh. It just doesn't seem fair that, like, Vermont gets to be so beautiful. Would you live there if you had a chance? A hundred percent. If I found an amazing job, I would move yeah. there tomorrow. Oh, maybe you'll, you'll, get a, you'll find a good teaching job there. Yeah, maybe. Go back to um, your alma mater. Teach. <laughs> Uh, wow. Well, and what were you doing this summer? Well, I don't think I ever announced it on this show, but I'm freaking pregnant. <laughs> uh, yeah, listeners, Beckett's baby is having a baby. Um, do you think we should change the show to be called uh, Sarah Cho's baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> then just gonna be me documenting my baby. Um, oh, I can't is. wait. Um, yeah. So. I'm about what four months getting into five months maybe during pregnancy no four months is four months um yeah I pregnancy is weird I am learning so much about my body that I did not know that it could do before <laughs> like I'm just learning I was like I didn't know my body was capable of this like I just did not know um just how it's increasing in size by a minute. <laughs> like, uh, other than, like, you know, eating food, uh, that it's growing exponentially. I did not know it could do that. Um, uh, my skin is changing. It's mm. weird. Um, there was a period of time where I was, like, growing, like, these little skin tags all over my eyelids. <laughs> It was very weird. Wow. That's so interesting. It's very weird. 
it's the body um, is just amazing it's like it's just the hormones and everything that oh and so um yeah i'm walking is harder because i keep getting lower back pains yeah it just sounds like i'm aging i'm just like i'm aging you think you're gonna be i know it's you're still early in the process but do you think you're gonna be one of those people who just loves being pregnant no i (laughs) i do not so far i do not i'm just like i tell people like i do not i would not wish this on my enemy i would not i just i do not um and so I get, I get, I'm so boggled by women who are just like obsessed being pregnant. They love it. And yeah, I'm like, because some people do. I don't understand. I really don't understand because uh, you're constantly achy, crampy, hungry. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just all these discomforts all in one. And um, yeah, the first trimester for me was the worst. It was just the worst. Like I, I couldn't eat. Like if there was a sight of eggs, chicken, and the smell of black pepper, I just wanted to throw up. Wow, black pepper. That's so interesting. And everything has black pepper. It's your everything. basic yeah. seasoning. I Do you feel like your sense yeah. of smell has gotten a lot stronger? Oh, yeah. You're more sensitive. Yeah, because I remember. Oh, yeah. That's why I was telling Nick, just Nick, right now, I told him to do the laundry because the smell, like a smell from like four doors down I'm like Do wow. the laundry. I can't handle the smell um, it's like a superpower some would say it's a superpower some would say it's a <laughs> nuisance I don't know um yeah and I'm and I, I told you this before we started recording and I saw I'm like forgetting a lot of things like my date like just going to the store to pick up an item and I'm like why am I at the store again like what do I need to pick up I'm texting Nick I'm like what do I what do we need again <laughs> yeah wow yeah well maybe another way to look at it is like you're only going to remember the things that are really important (sighs) yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) sam is the optimist you know and uh (laughs) yeah i guess so sure (laughs) um yeah so being pregnant um gosh any any pregnant playwrights out there i want to know yeah maybe we should do an episode yeah Um, because there's i feel like there's a lot of conversation lately about like being a parent who's a playwright Mm. but i don't know if there's enough conversation on being a pregnant playwright a pregnant playwright yeah yeah um or like oh wouldn't it be interesting to do to look at specific plays that have been written while people were pregnant Oh, that'd be interesting. Actually, someone told me. Um, oh gosh, someone told me. Was it? Oh, someone told me. Maybe it was. Um, she had the dramaturg that I worked with at Omaha. Mm-hmm. She said that. Um, I don't know which of the plays, but. Um, I think maybe the Cambodian rock band or something. Like mm. Lauren, you wrote some of the plays while she was pregnant. Or, oh, I don't know which so one. I don't know. I feel like looking into that, but that would be interesting to um, read. Yeah, plays ever written by pregnant <laughs> playwrights. Have you been writing? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just feel like the first trimester, I was just like, I just could not do anything. I couldn't think. Yeah. I could, I, all I was doing was just lying in ca- on the couch and watching Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> And, yeah. but now, um, I feel, I'm starting to feel better and, 
So I'm trying to like exercise a bit more, walking more, trying to move my body more. Um, so I'm trying to get into a routine again. That's what was before my when yeah. I, when my pregnancy that's started. Just, I feel like that's just nice for like your sanity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta say it was like early. Okay, so so when I was in Omaha, that was what back in June. Mm-hmm. So. I think I was pregnant. I just didn't know. Mm. And it wasn't because, and it wasn't until I flew back home on my way home from Omaha. Then it got COVID, got right. sick. And I was really sick. But then also, I was like really weirdly hormonal. Like, I was like, just everything was ticking me off. And I'm like, <laughs> just agitated, like more than usual. And like, my period was late. And I was just like, what is going on? Is this COVID or what? <laughs> you know? And I took the pregnancy test and then, you know, those bold colors came out, the two lines. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have COVID and I'm pregnant at the same time. There was a little there was a little concern there. But um, but then as soon as I found out and, you know, coming back from Omaha and I was on my way to Ashland, I was all this like traveling that was kind of doing while I was pregnant in my first trimester. um, Mm -hmm. I kept I was there was a sense of fear of telling people I was pregnant because I was yeah. like I was like oh especially if I'm meeting people and you know I'm like oh if I'm pregnant and like are they just gonna say like I, I mean I felt like as soon as I told some people um like I could tell they were shifting gears in the conversation of like once they were t- talking about possible opportunities and they were sort of like, oh, but you're pregnant. Kind of like, kind of, it, it was like unspoken, but there was a sense of like, it sense it. sense of like, oh, am I going to miss out on things because they think that I won't be able to do it because I'm pregnant and I'm going to have a baby. Wow. But it was, it you know, it's not that they were saying it, but it's like, maybe it's a kind of calculating in their mind. Yeah. Um, and that's oh, that's about. so, that's terrible. I know. And then I was even telling Nick, like, you know, he posted on his social first, and but I was like, I was hesitant to post it on my social because mm-hmm. I was like, people that were following me, and I was like, oh, certain people, and I was like, I don't want them to think that I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was early on. That was kind of that was a sense of fear that, and it is kind of a fear that that things are changing. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't talk. I didn't. I didn't think this was a thing, but you know, when you're pregnant, and I, I've been reading more about this, is like women are grieving while they're pregnant mm. because a life that they once knew is like no longer gonna be the same anymore. Yeah. So it was. I think there was a period of week where I was like really depressed. Yeah. About being pregnant. Well, that makes complete sense. Yeah. It's like your whole life is gonna change. Yeah. Like I quit sketch comedy. Like I had to leave the team because yeah, wow. I couldn't do that lifestyle. Like late night. Um, doing that kind of rigorous performing and like once a month putting up a show. Like I was like, I can't do that. Um, yeah, I think it would be stuff. so interesting though mm-hmm. to see like the kind of play you would write during this time. Mm. It'll just be about all my cravings. <laughs> <laughs> just well, call it cravings, write a play called cravings. Yeah. Um, Oh, there was one. Um, there was a playwright. Oh, what's her name? Her name is Bo. She was Omaha playwright, and then we, 
I didn't get to see the play because it was COVID and the show got shut down. But like she wrote this play while she was pregnant too. Oh, oh really? Okay. See, I took a class last semester about yeah. curation. The whole class was about the process of curating. Ooh. And so lately I've just been thinking a lot about like, if I could put together a season of plays, if I ran a theater company and I could just put together seasons, oh, what would yeah. they be? How cool would it be to do a season of plays that were written by people when they were pregnant? Oh my gosh. That would be really cool. It's so cool. Oh my god. Or even just like an evening of short plays, you know? Yeah. But you know, different. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was telling Nick because I because I feel like more and more people telling me about or I'm hearing playwrights who wrote, wrote plays in the pregnant. I was like, all right, this is it. This could be my real big opus. <laughs> this, all right, it's coming around the corner. Uh, eight Month eight into pregnancy, I'm going to write my opus, my Pure Surprise winning play. Let's go, let's oh, go. I can't wait. <laughs> Middle of the night just writing. Um, but that's not – I don't think that's going to happen because I need a lot of sleep. Um, oh, yeah. But, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sam – I want you to do this curation of pregnant plays. Okay, I will. I think that would be really interesting to watch all at once in a season. I, mean, like, I know. Wow, like this I know. And it, you could different. even, you could like do a progression of plays that were written early in pregnancy yeah. to later in pregnancy. <gasps> yeah. I love okay, that. Well, let's put out a call right here, right now. Listeners, if you know of plays that were written during pregnancy, please tell us. <laughs> yes please or if you're out there and you're a pregnant playwright yeah i think you should you should just write a play right now and see what happens yeah i want to know what um, about let's talk about other things that, that happened this summer did you see any good shows watch any good tv um, oh my gosh! Yeah, any artistic experiences. That's I took funny. a class in, and this was in Spanish. But mm-hmm. I took a class in making little books. I think I sent you one. <laughs> that, oh, I think you the did. one I sent you was like the first one I made, so it was pretty simple. Yeah, but um, I really liked it. It was all about just like taking a needle and thread. The one I sent you, I think, uh-huh. did not have a needle. Did not have any sewing involved oh uh-huh. but we we look we learned different processes for making little notebooks with paper and cardstock and um, many of them involved sewing and there was one that we made out of two manila folders that you kind of cut in half and then you sew pages in between anyway it was really fun and um i'm just very grateful to this professor who taught us that's cool spanish how to make books that's awesome it's just it's really nice i think when you're working really hard on mental stuff, like yeah. like studying something like a language where you're just in your head all the time, it's so nice to just make something with your hands. Mm. Like I'm thinking about um, at Iowa when I took paper making. Yeah. It was such a nice break from writing and reading and oh, um, yeah. thinking about theater in my mind mm-hmm. to just make something really tactile. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about cooking and baking. Mm, like, yeah. That's what I like to do. Same thing. Um, or, um, yeah, that's so cool that you find so- you found something like that. 
that you could make. Um, yeah, I want to keep doing it. Yeah, you should. And then you could write all your plays on your written, your own written <laughs> paper, and then mail them to the theaters. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're like, this is this is legit handmade play. Like, <laughs> please produce uh, it. This is the only copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no digital form. Like this is it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, let me see. I I feel like I watch so much stuff, and um, I just finished a season. The season um, called The Resort on, Ooh. on Peacock. I know you're like, wow, there's so many streamers. Why are you adding on? But um, that is my question. I it's well the thing is it's like it's crazy how many streaming services there are, and just like how much junk is out there. Yeah. And then, but when you find and you like this like kernel of like whoa an the gold of like in this this ocean of junk um but the resort highly recommend watching if if it ever gets out of peacock <laughs> or what's the what's the premise um so it's set it takes place in there's a resort um in southern america or somewhere um it's like a it's like a a flashback in a present day where this hurricane has hit this city, this town, this resort, and these this um, two young people go missing. And then the present day is um, this couple who has like marital problems, but they're like they want to look for this these missing people. So you, mm. and then there's like this this like magical element to this whole thing. There's like that. I don't want I don't want to give away anything, but. It's there's so many twists and turns because you're thinking the setup you're feeling like oh is this some sort of like you know about the mo- not the uh, mo- like the the cartel you know some sort of like a stereotype mm-hmm. on the cartel but it takes a whole other turn you're like oh it's not about the cartel at all it's something of this a magical element that has that's in this in this town um, and then wow. yeah I don't know it was like really it was really good. Um, I wish it was longer, but it was only like eight episodes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's a comedy, so it was really fun. Um, the book I'm reading right now is called um, I'm Glad My Mother is Dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, by Jeanette. Is it a novel or is it? Um, it's a memoir, um, memoir by Jeanette McCurdy. Um, have you ever heard of the show iCarly, Sam? I probably You probably didn't. I feel like I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. So on this show, iCarly, there was an actress on that show called um, her name was Jeanette, and she played this character Sam Puckett. Or, but um, it's basically her memoir, what it was like being a child star, mm. and like she had a very, very, very abusive mother who made her become bulimic, and it was just oh my like gosh. it's so horrible. But oh my gosh, I'm just like. I was like, she's just, she plays such a happy character, like a tough character. Like she plays such a tough, happy, strong, headstrong character. And just like her, her life just did not reflect the character she played. And I think that was something interesting about it. And I think it's right now is like New York Times bestselling. It just like sold out on day one. Because wow. I think people, a lot of people watch iCarly. Except Sam. Sam didn't watch iCarly. <laughs> She's the no. only cool one that didn't watch iCarly. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah. So I'm reading that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm reading a lot of depressing books. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to watch too many shows that gives me scares because <laughs> yeah, jump scares. Um, so anything stressful? Or but you really like scary it. things. I do. I love suspense. I love thrillers, but. Yeah, it's not good for the baby <laughs> to experience anxiety. I don't know. Maybe it'll thing. just, like, teach the baby about the world. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they'll just come out neurotic. Um, uh, yeah. And I'm also reading a manga, a graphic novel. Oh, really? I just – it was um, – I got – yeah, Instagram ad really got me. So I'm like, you know, scrolling and then there's like an ad for this manga that came up and then you know how it just like it plays the ad and I'm like reading it and I'm like, whoa, what is the story about? And then it like cuts off and then it's just like the like on a cliffhanger on a on a 30 second ad of this manga and I'm like, I got to know what oh happens my gosh. next. So I like ended up downloading app and subscribing for the month at $3.99 to read this <laughs> manga and it's like it's based on an it's a based on a web novel it was a novel that was like went viral I guess online and then an artist adapted it into a graphic novel mm-hmm. it's it's horrible I wouldn't actually I don't recommend it to anybody don't don't read this <laughs> don't read this graphic novel it's jeez oh, it's it's like it's very cheesy drama romance fantasy um but i'm reading it because it's the only thing that's not stressing me out (laughs) yeah wow Uh, yeah i'm not gonna tell you the title because it's (laughs) i know it's it's so embarrassing to even say the title Um, you can tell me when we stop recording yeah i'll tell you sam after (laughs) i'm not gonna tell our podcast community the masses um but yeah, what have you been anything else? Have you anything that I well, I haven't um I didn't see much theater over the summer, but I saw a lot of films because one of the things this program mm. did was um almost every night there was a Spanish language film we could watch. And like in the beginning of the summer, it they would have English subtitles, but about two thirds of the way through they stopped. Like there was a moment in time when they were doing Spanish subtitles and then some of them just didn't even have subtitles by the end. But um, but it was a great way to learn Spanish. And I'm thinking about – so I saw a lot, of, a lot, a lot of films from all over different parts of um, the world. But one that has really stuck with me was this um, film called Noche de Fuego, mm. or the English um, translation – it's a different title in English, but in English it's called Prayers for the Stolen – and it's about it's this really really beautiful really really dark um, film about these three girls in a rural Mexican town um, where girls keep being taken by the so there's like this ongoing conflict between. Um, people trafficking drugs and then the oh. military kind of coming in and invading. And yeah, it's it's really, really heavy. So I definitely want to warn people of that. Um, and then, you know, girls keep going missing. <gasps> so it's, yeah, really, really sad. But it's like so 
beautifully done and that um the director she just makes these incredible choices i think in showing what it feels like to to be a girl like to, the the friendship between these three girls and the kinds of um ways that they explore like i don't know there are these scenes where they're like trying to read each other's minds you know mm-hmm. and um just playing and being kids but it's yeah. set against this backdrop of like really terrifying violence um but then there's also a one of the things i really like about the way she's done it is you don't you don't see a lot of the violence firsthand. You kind of see the aftermath of it or you see like the fear around it, which almost makes it more, I think it, it does make it more powerful because um, the, the, there's just always that fear. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's really good. Ooh. What's it called? Noche de Fuego. Noche de Fuego. Or Ooh. the English um, version is called Prayers for the Stolen. It's really good. But this was a film that I didn't, when we watched it, there were no subtitles. And so <laughs> I understand? didn't understand everything. I mean, I understood some things. Yeah. Um, but I want to watch it again because there were, there were things that I like, I wasn't sure whether it was never fully explained and that was an yeah. artistic choice. Yeah. Or it was explained and I just didn't understand. And it, cause it was, I think we watched this in like the third or fourth week. And so, um, you know, I just didn't have great comprehension, but really beautiful film. Wow. There was another, but maybe too scary for you right now, Sarah. (laughs) I know if it's, if it's a little stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. Just wait. um... There's a documentary you recommended about that I want to I want to see was about like instruments. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, that was also an incredible one. It's called Land Philharmonic. Yeah. And it's about these kids who basically make musical instruments out of. They live right near, or this. So it's this um, town in Paraguay where the town is like right next to this big dump, this big landfill. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the town works there. And um, somebody gets the idea to start making musical instruments out of the trash in the dump. Mm -hmm. And they're like violins. and I mean, like beautiful, incredible instruments, wind instruments and string instruments and percussion, like drums. and, And then this guy who lives in the town starts offering um, free music lessons to the children and giving them these instruments to keep and, and play. And they end up um, performing locally and then like starting to travel around the area to perform. And then they eventually are like traveling all over the world to perform um, as an orchestra. Yeah. It's incredible. As you're describing, just visually making musical instruments out of trash is just like it's already so sad to me. It is. It's it's really sad, and it's also it definitely. I had a lot of mixed feelings about this documentary mm-hmm. because 
you know, sometimes when, when you're watching it, it feels like really exploitative of these kids. Like, yeah, they have this great opportunity to travel around the world, but it, but nothing really changes for them and their families. And, um, yeah. I mean, on some level things change because they get to, I don't know. I, I feel very conflicted <laughs> and I, and yeah. I'm, as I'm saying this, I feel like I don't want to say the wrong thing, but, um, what if it's the filmmaker's intention to make you feel conflicted about it? No, I think that's true. I think that's definitely true. But but then you wonder, like, who's benefiting from this documentary being made? Mm. And who's, you know, is it extractive or is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I wonder if they, if they make, if they profit any from this documentary that they donate back to the kids. I don't know. Yeah. They I should. mean, but, but I think I will say one of the thing that, things that's really incredible is so you see these kids have all gotten free music lessons and they get to go to this music school and, mm-hmm. and learn how to play. And then they end up teaching the younger kids in the town how to play as well. And so it's like just seeing because the documentary takes place over a few years. And so you kind of see these kids grow up and then teach the next generation of kids how to play the violin Mm. and that's really cool it's really beautiful yeah Hmm. all right well let's do glistens (laughs) okay um you go first okay um well i guess my glisten was pregnant i think (laughs) You know how at the beginning of the show we were like I kept talking about how engaged I am and how I'm gonna get married. I feel like the next season is gonna be about being pregnant. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Mentioning and then having a baby. Having a baby. Um, next season is gonna be about having a baby. Yeah. Um, no, but let's see. Um, I was at I was in Michigan uh, visiting the in laws last week, and that was really nice. It was just so nice to. Um, just visit and just be around nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we explored Detroit a little bit. We, we oh, just cool. went for the day. Um, yeah. I. It's very interesting. I, it's very. Have you been to Detroit, Sam? Did you visit? No, it's so dumb. I lived in Michigan for two years and I never went there and I wish I had. Yeah. It's. Um, I've been hearing a lot about um, just like the gentrification or like how much it's changed and stuff. And. I was actually surprised for a city like Detroit how kind of empty it was. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. Was of, it yeah. was like, you know, there's all these high rises that's being built and a lot of construction. Everything looks clean and new, but there wasn't a lot of people. And um, we met with one of Nick's family members, and he just said that people are still working from home. They're not fully oh. recovered. Like, people are still working from home and not really traveling to the city. And, so um that's probably why like but you know on a that's really pre-covid times like it would just been so bustling and busy and just packed with people but it's been really um but it sounds like maybe a lot of those people live outside of the city yeah the suburbs yeah um that's where, that's where a lot of people live and um i met my cousin there like my oh Korean yeah i have never met in my life he had just moved to detroit uh for work He's a programmer for Hyundai and um, I met him 
it was <laughs> lost in translation. We were just trying to figure out how to communicate. Like, wow, but was it cool to me? It him? was really cool. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have a family member in Michigan. I was like, this is wild. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna get married. He's getting married in February, and his you know fiance's wife is gonna slash wife is gonna move out there with him. And he's kind of he's giving himself like two years. He said mm-hmm. of whether or not he wants to live in Michigan, but. Yeah, that's that's how much Korean and English we were trying to communicate is like he understood English, but he couldn't speak it. And I could understand like 60 percent of his Korean, mm-hmm. but trans- like speaking in Korean was like almost impossible. But oh. we also relied on Google Translate. Y'all, Google Translate. Thank the Lord for Google Translate. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I know. What yeah. was that? Like the God made Google Translate on the sixth day, I think. On the sixth day. <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah that's so cool that was really cool so yeah i guess my do you get the sense that a lot of people are moving to detroit or no i think so it does feel like i'm just seeing so much so many um there's just a lot of construction construction. Yeah. yeah a lot of construction just so much is happening um and a lot of like, so I just, I feel like I just, I just so many, I saw so many young families, like young mm-hmm. professionals and families. So I wondered, I know, I know there was a trend, a lot of people from like Silicon Valley, San, yeah. San Francisco started moving to Detroit is what I've heard. There was a trend there. Well, it's just so sad because so many people lost their homes in the financial crisis. And yeah. It's like, and now right. the city's just going to be a totally different place. I mean, yeah. it is already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels. I could see, like, I don't think I. It's like I told Nick, like, I don't know if I want to move there right now because it just feels like it's still a little new, mm-hmm. and it's not as diverse. Like the food is kind mm-hmm. of like, it's, like I could walk out one in a one block radius of where I currently live in LA. Like I could get like, Taiwanese, Chinese, Mexican. Like all sorts of food in like a one mile yeah, radius, like yeah. radius. Where there, I was like, it's just feels like it's still trying. They're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, and everything's yeah. kind of like. I'm like well, I unfortunately, know. I don't think that's gonna happen. You're you're not gonna find that level of like diversity of restaurants anywhere in the Midwest. <laughs> no, and I was like hoping that I could find that in Detroit. And I was like, no, I was like, oh, it's rough. Um. Yeah, but you know, actually, Ann Arbor. We visited Ann Arbor. Oh, you know, I, yeah, maybe in Ann Arbor. I think. I think. Yeah, if I if we had to choose, where do we want to live in Michigan? I think I would really aim for Ann Arbor because that town. I was like, wow, this feels really sophisticated and um, diverse. Like I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like Shanghai, Taiwan, like hand-pulled noodles restaurant Ooh. here you know like i was like i did not see yeah. that a bobo shop and um and because there's a lot of international students and and i guess in the last 10 years they've been a lot of construction in ann arbor too like there's just high rises now and it's like feeling a very bustling city but <laughs> um when we got there nick was like this is the most educated city in all of the country <laughs> and i look out the window and I'm like 
it's like all these girls in bikinis and booty shorts <laughs> and i'm like yeah okay and he's just like well we're here during welcome week so blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> i was like okay um yeah they're i don't know i was like and no judgment but <laughs> um there's such a big rivalry between University of Michigan and Michigan State, too. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't see it, but there was there, apparently their stadium, the football stadium, is supposed to be one of the biggest ones in like the Midwest. Oh, know. really? Yeah, it's like huge. What it's if you get than... really into football? Oh, no, 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 no. I lived in Iowa three years. I did not get into football. That's not happening. <laughs> but I am having a boy, so I am. I have this fear oh that gosh. our boy is going to be the opposite of us. Like Nick athlete. and I, he's an he's going to be tall, six foot two, four, um, <laughs> and just love sports. Because you know my family is pretty tall. Like mm-hmm. I come from a pretty. I'm the shortest one in my family, and I, I come from a pretty tall family. And yeah, it would be very weird to raise a tall child. Well, there are tall boys that are like sensitive artist types too, Sarah. <laughs> Show me the receipt. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's All that's right. my glisten. Well, my glisten is um, there has been a bear in my neighborhood. I have not personally seen this bear, but my neighbor saw the bear. And one morning when I opened my door, there was a big pile of bear poop in my front yard, right in front of my door. <laughs> and yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Let's well, say yeah. one more thing, which is that unfortunately, a lot of times when there's a bear like around residential neighborhoods, it does not end well for the bear. A lot of times they end up getting shot. <gasps> they're too comfortable around humans. Oh. So it just makes me sad. I, I hope things will work out well for the bear. Yeah. You think they'll be like protected? <laughs> Um, Well, I guess it's complicated because once a bear is, like, unafraid of people, they become, you know, dangerous, and then the city feels that the best solution is to kill them. So, I know. It's really sad. Um, Yeah. I've never seen... Yeah, like, all our trash cans around here are bear-proof and stuff, but a lot of times, like, in the morning, if you walk down the alley all the trash cans will have been overturned and wow this time of year yeah it doesn't matter how tight you you know secure the trash they're just gonna get well they have latches that are supposed to be bear proof but uh, like it's like a handle that you you know you lift up in a particular way that supposedly a bear can't do but i think a lot of times the bears can figure it out (laughs) Mm. they're smart yeah they're smart Oh, that makes me sad that they will just get shot if they're getting too I comfortable. I know. What if it's a cub? What if it's just like a cub that's learning how to be a bear? Well, the one my neighbor saw was not a cub. It was a pretty big bear. Oh. Um, and it was like on someone's front porch, just, you know, shopping around. Wow. But yeah, it's sad. Hmm. Humans... All right. <laughs> well, that's our show. Thanks for listening, folks. Send yeah. us ideas about um, plays written during pregnancy because I'm really curious about this now. Yeah, me too. I I want to read pregnant plays and just see how. I bet I bet they're they're 
I bet they're written in a way that's just so like um physical. I don't know how to describe it because it's your yeah. body. You're just like constantly thinking about your body. So I feel like there's gonna be a lot of mention of bodies. <laughs> I remember reading once that about the kinds of dreams that women mm. have during pregnancy and like specifically during the different trimesters. Yep. And it said that a lot of it's like very common in the first trimester to have dreams about like groups of small like like schools of fish or like groups of like oh, small beings all together and then it's really common i could be getting this wrong but this is what i remember like in the second trimester to have dreams about like giving birth to a monster and then in the third trimester just like whales <laughs> like giant animals that's interesting yeah you know um i did dream about um the most vivid dream i've ever had but it was like um, I was like out in the fields and I'm trying to kind of like herd these kids to get mm. in line, to form into a line so we can cross this field to the gym, this gymnasium oh that's, gosh. that's having a, a, a live show of Jeopardy, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like a field trip. And I'm trying to get all these kids like, hey, guys, get in line, get in line. Let's go. Let's go. Right. We have to get there on time. And I'm escorting all these kids across the field to the gym i get to the gym and um it's like a big kind of it looks like a kind of farmer's market type thing where i'm just like people are selling goods or like kind of like snacks and providing snacks so you get what you want before you go into the live jeopardy show wow and, and then I, and in this like kind of chaos my grandpa's and my grandpa passed away. <gasps> he was in my dream whoa and i was like Oh my gosh, it was so insane. Like I felt like he was real and he was talking to me. He oh looked good. I mean, he was wearing I was like, this is where I told my sister. I was like, why was he wearing crutches? Like he was carrying crutches. Like he was like he had broken leg or something, but he was like but his face and everything, like he looked so healthy and he looked laughing and he said he wanted a cookie, so I got him a cookie. And then like wow. he like breaks it in half and then um and I, I was like and he just gives it to my sister in my dream. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess it was very, I felt really annoyed. I'm like, I went, I, I went into the crowd. I got you this cookie and you just gave it away to my sister. Like, what the hell? I know who his favorite was, you know? Um, <laughs> it was my sister. And, but yeah, it was, and then I think, and then I woke up sobbing, like crying oh gosh. with the hormones, but I was like crying so much. Um, and Nick had to like, oh, Sarah, wake up, wake up, you know. And I was like, oh my god, my grandpa, he was real, he was alive, he was with me. I'm wow. like crying, it was so intense. Um, but yeah, I was like, I can't tell if it was a ghost of my grandpa that visited, or, or just my memory. But it was very weird. That's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. The dreams, it's Are very, they're vivid? so vivid. They're so like. There's, they just stick with me. Like, you know how memory, you just dream and you kind of forget? Mm -hmm. But I feel like the dreams I've had, I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. They're just in my head, replaying in my mind. I'm like, why did I dream that? And you should write so them real. down. Okay, I'll try. I'll try it. <laughs> if I can lift up a pen, I'll, if I can do it, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I love it. Pregnancy plays, dreams. Let's hear it, folks. I want to know what you got. Yeah.
for tuning in to another episode of Beckett's Babies. If you enjoyed what you heard or learned a thing or two about playwriting, be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to reach out and share with us your thoughts on playwriting and theater or maybe be a guest on the show, uh, be sure to visit our website at www.beckettsbabies.com. That's www.beckettsbabies.com, and you can contact us there. Thanks for listening.